I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Hello, everyone. Welcome to Roast Monday. It is Friday for us. How are you? Oh, it's weird. I'm Tom. I'm Travis. It's Wednesday. Way to confuse everyone. I am your Cody for this evening, whenever you decide to listen to this. You can do that whenever. Uh, Mike apparently thinks that he could show up whenever. Yeah, that boy is tardy. Some bitch. Tard. <laughs> I, I can't say tard. I hear that. <laughs> I you hear know, he's that tarred and feathered. You can't say that. You're right. You shouldn't. You should. Yeah, he's tarding. He's. Um, I was saying for tardy, not the other way. Yeah, not the rude way. Uh, yeah, he uh, he didn't get the memo in time that we were recording this evening on the off hours, and uh, he had a date to milk someone. What so a loser! That's what he's doing. Friday night memories for Mike. Yes. How's it? How's everyone's week? I'm beating you, Tom. This is how I do wow. it. How's your week? How's That's your week, fine. Tom? You know, sharing is caring. Thank you, Travis. I'll get to your week shortly. Gabby and I went on a date this week. Oh, nice. Ooh. Now, now, I don't know. K-I-S-S-I-N-J. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention, but if you go outside, you're going to die. That's what we're Why being told. That? COVID. Yeah. So COVID, we all know it. I'm not going to talk about all that, but what I, what I will talk about is going to a Chinese food restaurant called Albert's Gourmet. Oh, yeah. my God. I love that place. It's a good place. Fantastic over there. Uh, so, yeah, we went over there where we were sat across from uh, a table of fat, loud Italians, which I believe is redundant because I could have just said Italians. <laughs> you, could just, you just say the native peoples, I yeah. guess. The native Long Islanders, yes. Yeah. I, and it was the week of Indigenous Persons Day. So they oh, were out celebrating. The, uh, well, and Gabby and celebrating I celebrating colonialism. Time. After they left, we had a great time because they, they left pretty <laughs> shortly after. They were very loud, annoying. But we, we no, it was a great date. But while I was there, I remembered a date I had also gone to Albert's for. Oh, it was oh, my yeah. first unintentional gay date. And I'll tell you oh. how this happened. <laughs> so I was with my good friend and uh, financial supervisor, Andrew. And I think we we're driving around Huntington, and yeah. I was like, hey, man, I want to get a drink. And he goes, well, I want to get some food. So he was like, I got an idea. Let's go to this Chinese food place. It's gourmet. Mm-hmm. It's, not mm-hmm. like the, it's not like a it's, it's not like a DMV. Like the it says Chinese gourmet food right in the place. restaurant. Yeah, it title. says gourmet right there. It is. It's a beautiful place. So we're like, yeah, we'll go sit at the bar, and we'll get, he'll, he'll get some food, and I'll get a drink. So we're heading over there. He's just like, oh, man. So my dad likes to drink a lot, so you should get what he drinks. He drinks something called a zombie. Oh, so I said, oh, I like what? to drink a lot, so I'll get this zombie, because it's, it's loaded with liquor. <laughs> so we went, we went in, and Andrew's like, uh, hey, how you doing? Um, two for the bar over there. And the guy said, well, we're not really sitting anyone at the bar right now. Here's a table you can have. Okay. Uh, there's no one in the restaurant. It's you guys us. make out? It's us. We, we, we're going to. Okay. <laughs> We're going to make out. So in short, what happened was is that I ordered the zombie, and he's drinking a Coca-Cola. There's no one else in the restaurant. 
The zombie is basically a bucket of fruit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with a man who's obviously drinking a beverage for tops, getting ready to get hard and in uh-huh, charge. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm looking oh, yeah. up, and there's about eight Asian men looking at us, snickering. <laughs> and I say, Andrew, we're on a gay date right now. I, I know we're in a pretty progressive area, but I don't know what these people are thinking. I'm just kidding. I know exactly what they're thinking. We're yeah, on, okay. We are on a gay date right now. It doesn't matter. Eight, eight outs, outweighs the opinion of two. So we had a great first gay date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the things I love about Alberts is the old man Albert usually comes around. You know, he's like shakes your hand. So he's there being like, look at this boy. Yeah, he's he wasn't there yeah, with he's COVID. He's got to stay in, you know, he's got to mm-hmm. stay in his apartment. But uh, Travis, how was Cody's week? What do you think? Should we ask him? <laughs> uh, what's the over and uh, under no. on Cody's week? Taking beds. Uh, week is good. I involve hot pockets. It involved fucking goddamn Papa John's, actually. Oh, son of a bitch. It, it, You're a it, racist it was fucking, now, Cody. It was fucking last night. I was just like, let me, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Let me get Papa John's. Like, I can afford to be cranky and constipated all tomorrow. But then I get a text message from one of you guys. And it's like, oh, we have to move it up. And I'm just like, oh, but I'm drunk on fucking, like, substandard ingredients. <laughs> worse, worse ingredients, worse pizza. Hold Papa your tongue. Well, Ugh. I'm sorry for that. Also, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm caffeinating and shaking it off uh, as we speak. I will mention here. Um, I haven't told you guys why I need to reschedule from Sunday to Friday. No, it's and maybe a I'll fucking break, mystery. Break it to you now. I'm going to get drunk somewhere. I need that time to get drunk. Uh, that's that's important. Okay, because you were going to do that with us anyway. I'm just making sure. But this is at a party. There's going to be soft pretzels. There's, there might be dancing. Uh, no masks. Because this is a party of of scientists. Ah, you're all going to uh, get tested mean, at the door. You get that yeah. little nose nose douche. The only testing we're doing is AIDS, because that's real. <laughs> that's an interesting party now. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry to interject, Travis. I hate to be so rude to you. How was your week? Oh, thank you, Thomas. That's very kind of you to ask me such a, a great perplexing question. I love just staying out of this fucking feud. It's like I don't care. I don't care. Whose weeks are whose? You two just duke it out. I'll sit in the corner, okay, watch with mommy all due and daddy respect, fight. With all due respect, Cody, shut your fucking mouth. Travis is about to tell us how his week is, okay? <laughs> my week was good. I got myself one of those Smarter Child watches. It's got tra- Smarter Child on it. So oh. now I know how many steps I haven't taken during the course of my day. Yeah. Um... So I'm all like, I'm all like, Mr. Gadget, just Discovery Gadget, and like I'm using it. But I reached out to one of our fans, oh, uh, who's a leathersmith, and they're gonna make Whoa. me a custom uh, belt for got, my. You got good watch. Fans? Yeah, a belt for your watch. You might want to specify. Your your watch. Hmm. You might, you hmm. might want to specify to this kind person that they need to use the most sweat resistant. Leather they can, so their work their work could really stand the test of time. Well, yeah, we'll put it to the test. But yeah, shout out to Stitchin' Wolf Leather. Whoa, because uh, I'm uh, getting myself some custom shit, dog. Look at that advertising. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'm smart now because I ha- I can pay for my cigarettes with my wrist. And fuck you guys. I'm happy for you. I'm happy you, you took go. the leap. Getting getting your steps and cigs in. Yeah. Important things. All right. Well, that's I'm, I'm I'm 
I'm happy now that I know how both yeah, your yeah, weeks yeah. are. Okay, I'm much happier. So Content. without further ado, we should get to the point of the fucking show, which is oh, who yeah, is on the not. chopping block? Who are we talking about tonight? You guys know who we're doing. You clicked on mm. the episode, but I mm. want to ask you guys, you two guys. Yeah. What do you know about the big old George Wash? The bridge? The, nah, the big the, bridge? Like spitball, yeah, bridge? What a spitball bridge. some things at me. The dollar? He crossed the Delaware River in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I, I forget context sometimes. It was Christmas Day. Sometimes Christmas. you got to do <laughs> it. Never dude. mind. Not, not January, Christmas. <laughs> yes, Christmas Day. To deliver coal to <laughs> first thing, naughty First thing you bridge. said. I like how you said the, the only thing I know was a wrong thing. That's cool, Tom. I got half of like it right, that. Cody. Come on, work with me. <laughs> No, no. You're what right, else, guys? You're right. Come on, come on. He's our, he's their founding he's a, father, the founding father, dog. Now I know that there were some shady presidents before him, but he's the first mm. one we count. Oh yeah, well that's the Articles of the Confederation. We'll talk about them a little weak, later, but weak sauce. Yeah, he's our first one, dude. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much of the story. That's why I'm not telling yeah. so much. <laughs> Tom doesn't want to do spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to no do spoilers. spoilers. I don't know if you've ever heard of George Washington. He's on a quarter. He's on a dollar bill. Yeah. He's got a monument. He had teeth Bridge. the size of a cock. He had White a cock horse. the size of a mountain. That's this is the guy we're talking about. He had a yeah. He's on that one mountain. Uh, he had a wife. That's about it. That's all you need to know about the guy. <laughs> yeah, president. I don't know. Shit teeth. All right. So one of the big things about George Washington, the big legend, right, about the chopping down the cherry tree. Daddy, I hate your tree. Let me fuck that shit up, dog. Womp. Okay, very really sad, really sad. So I I just want to start this whole episode and this whole saga because this is going to be a three parter. There's a lot of shit to cover with this boy. Fuck. But I'm going to start it off with the old tale of George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. So when the story goes as this, when he was six years old, little Georgie boy was gifted a hatchet. Kind of like a little Chucky, right? Like, oh, here's a six-year-old. It needs a hatchet. It was just something to do in the period. Yeah. yeah. He looks cold without his hatchet fingers wrapped around a hatchet. <laughs> so what did little George do? He's a little baby idiot. He has a hatchet. He goes to town on a cherry tree like a real psycho. He's fucking beating the shit out of it. Well, as a kid, you're just like looking at the equations like, oh, there's something I can use my hatchet on. I have a hatchet. I broke... Uh, $4,000 worth of slate because I thought it was fun to drop it on the driveway. Whoa. That's fucked. It wasn't mine. That that, that kid, (laughs) of course it wasn't yours. I was never invited back to that house. It wasn't even my dad. It was someone who lived Mm. in Cold Spring Harbor. Oh, so they can afford more slate. They they got, well, they can get more slate, but they're also like, why'd you do that? Why do you, he said, "Why did you do that?" I worked. Yeah, I worked seven minutes to earn that <laughs> all that slate. <laughs> Come on, don't talk shit about rich people. They're nice. So anyway, George goes to town on this cherry tree, and later that day, his uh-huh. dad is like, "Where's my favorite cherry tree? This is my favorite <laughs> one. It's been hacked down and mashed. <laughs> you know, it's already fucked. You don't need to know where it is." Yeah, it's like if you woke up and your hand was missing, you're like, "Oh, where is it?" That's not the question to ask. It's why have I been amputated? You, yo, he's like, "Why did it do?" This is my. This has the best cherries on it. Now, was yeah, why cher- did it do? Was it actually a cherry wood tree? I mean, a cherry tree or cherry wood? I'm assuming that it was a cherry tree with full cherries. Wow. It's like yeah. my anime brain is like thinking like the Japanese cherry blossom pink petal tree. 
Sure. George is just like, this is too anime for my liking. George son, what did you chop down cherry tree? George do. So George's dad is not a moron here. He's like, I just gave a six year old a hatchet. <laughs> uh, Why not I give him a gun? My cherry tree would still be here if I gave him a fucking gun. <clears throat> so George's dad goes up to George. He's like, You do that shit? You chopped down my tree. <laughs> and a little snot nosed George looks up at his dad and he's like, I cannot tell a lie. I cut oh. it down with my hatchet. Because because there's so many other suspects. He's so brave for coming out of the closet as a cherry tree killer. Here we are, taking the first critical look at George Washington and where he falls on the spectrum. Is he autistic? Did he not understand his father's inflection? Is he? Did he? Sometimes that's that tricky, just like, Tom. Hey, like you know, hey, did you fold that towel? Like, <laughs> yeah, I felt fold that towel. Hey, did you cut down my tree? <laughs> of course I did. You stupid idiot. I don't lie. So with that, after after little George is like, dude, I can't tell a lie, man. I did that. Uh, Papa Washington, Papa Wash, he embraces his son and says his honesty is worth a thousand trees. And the Lorax cried. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is uh, very early in America's history where, you know, land is free. You just got to get a few savages off of it. And then it's yours. You can have a Whoa. billion trees. So, right off the bat, this never happened. Yeah. This was actually written a year after George Washington's death by his biographer, Mason Locke Weems. Ooh. And uh, it was in his bestseller, The Life of George Washington. I don't know if he actually met George Washington. He just wrote a biography about him after he died. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so, the whole cherry tree thing... Uh, about George and his like general honesty got worked into the myth the mythos of our first president, our founding father, George. Ooh. And George became more of a legend, like almost like an American god uh, that not only single handedly defeated the monstrous tyranny of Britain, but <laughs> you know he ascended to the gods. Uh, yes, he's like half tall tale. Yeah. So, like, uh, Davy Crockett was like that. Go back. If you have no yes. idea what picture Travis is trying to paint right now, there, it's in a previous episode. Um, you're an idiot if you don't know what he's saying. I just want to bring that up. You know, uh, the legend of American Americana. Yeah. Right. Tall tales, folk tales, good so, stuff. So, this man, when he died, George Washington, when he died, he was agnostic at best but he was given a special place in the heavens picked up by peter gabriel himself the angel uh but this was all written in the 19th century yeah. uh and i all the way up by peter gabriel just yeah sledgehammer Whoop. uh but this is the only picture i want to share with you guys because this was painted in the 19th century of what people thought it was when George Washington died, um, and I got a real kick out of it. Yo! Because this dude was not religious at all. He would hate this, wouldn't he? I'd like this. I'm not religious. I would like this. If someone yeah. did that for me, uh, Travis, I guess it, we'll it's... leave it in the comments or something, uh, or the Instagram post. Or yeah, yeah, I'll show it. So let's picture describe what's going on right here. We have... 
it seems like a man being raptured up to heaven that has like the stereotypical like clip art face of George Washington. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's literally like the it's like the first Photoshop in the 19th yeah. century. <laughs> yeah, it's what that is. Everyone's white. There ain't, there ain't no there ain't it's, no uh, minorities in this one. It's truly, if you can imagine the abduction, the famous abduction of Travis Walton out of Snowflake, Who's, Arizona. Mm. That's what is that, it is. Is that me? Was that my last name originally? There's a, there's a movie called Travis, and it's a, the documentary about uh, the first you, the, the respectful you. I gotta watch this. I didn't even know they made who's who plays me. Have you ever seen Fire uh, in the Sky? The movie? Uh, the, what? No. We're not getting anywhere. Let's move along. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, if somebody wants to play me in a movie, I'd probably be played by uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver in drag. That makes sense. In drag. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very Renaissance picture. I'm, I'm just trying to shake off Travis cosplaying as Sigourney right now. But the picture Travis sent is very Renaissance. Right. So, like, deistic. So, in reality, uh, this honest, nurturing founding father did lie. He did chop down cherry trees. He lied a lot. And Washington actually lost more battles than he won. He was highly ambitious. A hungry, a land-hungry expansionist that believed the West should be settled more like a feudal system rather than people owning land. Um, And in terms of its previous owners of said land, the Native Americans, they should be exterminated if they did not submit. Genocide. Yes. Also, not to mention, he was a slave owner. One of those guys. Well, that's fine. You know, it's back in the time. People don't see, understand things back then. See, that's the thing. And we, we're going to really talk about the slave owning aspect of George Washington in the third episode. Um, but slave owning was not just something everyone did at the time. There was a lot of people and that did not own slaves and called for their abolition even when we founded the country. All right. Well, come episode three of the George Washington saga brought to you mm-hmm. by Rose Mortem and uh, Mike sometimes. <laughs> oh, can, yeah. we, can we say this out loud that we do not try to cancel people? We're not that kind of podcast. We will talk shit about them, but it's historical context. Yeah. I don't want That's everyone to rewrite thing, yeah. George Washington out of the textbooks. We just... Got to put a little asterisk there. Like, I just this don't guy want people get mad. Go, what? <laughs> he owns slaves? Slaves? Not me. It's all a sham. Of course <laughs> it's a sham, but for the for different reasons. Okay? Yeah. We're not canceling so, him. It just happens that way. Yeah. Washington cared about two things, acquiring more land and his legacy. So oh. with that, we will start uh, this son bitch in our first part here. Three wow. episodes of cover. If I don't get to everything right away, you're like, duh, Travis, uh, he, but he did this to slaves. Uh, well, I'll talk about it. We got three episodes, dog. Okay. Yeah, but the anticipation of slavery simmer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so George was born on the banks of the Potomac River. Uh, <laughs> Potomac. Potomac. I never said, I, I think I learned it as Potomac, but I think it's yeah. Potomac. Here's the stupid thing about that. That translates to river, river. So it's already fucking stupid before you say it, Travis. All right. So he was born <laughs> on the Potomac River. That's what I'm going to call it. There you go. In the colony of Virginia, British America, in on February 22nd, 1732. You can thank him for, fe- for 
President's Day when you all would take your ski trips and shit. Oh, that's Georgie Boy. Wait, what year was it? 1732. Okay, I just got to write this down for my notes. 1732. Yeah. Remember that, everyone. Yep. Now, George won that whole, like, life crapshoot thing when he blasted out of Mary Washington. Because uh, mm. lucky for him, his father was Augustine Washington. And he was the one that provided the sperm that shot into the mom <laughs> with a sperm super soaker. Thanks. Things were weird back then. They couldn't actually touch women. They had super soakers. Yeah, they had to be six feet apart. Yeah. He had to wear a mask and fire a super soaker across the room. And a bukkake was wife. just six guys surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Augustine was the lucky guy. He was the he was the only one. He was the there first was a, one to manage a hang tent and yeah. really, really get the rip curl. If you understand <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, ride that wave. Okay, so historically accurate. Roast mortem. Continue. Mary was Augustine's second wife, which meant that baby George, even though he was the first of six children from those two, he had older half-siblings from Augustine's previous cream queen. (laughs) So, as I mentioned, George had never chopped down his dad's cherry tree, but we do Mm -hmm. know that Daddy Wash became worm food in 1743 when George was 11. So not much time to chop down cherry trees. No. Even though the story is about when he was six. That's all fake. But his dad dies when he's alive. This biographer probably did the least amount of research. It didn't have him do it when he was 15 and people could fact check him. Yeah, I think Mr. Weems would probably work for BuzzFeed or like Daily Beast nowadays. I don't know. It's still kind of a creative story because there's a moral behind it. That is constantly being regurgitated. Oh, yeah. This man is a level up. Even though he's a filthy liar. (laughs) <laughs> um. Yeah. The the BuzzFeed doesn't do anything. They don't help anyone. So, do you guys know? You guys know about George's legendary uh, homestead? You guys know that? No. Oh, you read the book, man. I, I, you're you're gonna tell me? I'm gonna be like, of course it fucking was. It was on top of a mountain. Oh, kind of. It was on a hill. Yeah, Mount Did it Vernon. Start with a P? Mount Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. Mm. So Mount Vernon is like associated with George. You can go visit it. I kind of want to go. They they can show you how he grew weed, but not really weed. It was hemp, non fun weed. Oh, that's one of those factoids where like the 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 half cocked like stoner like graduate students like, did you know George Washington smoked weed? And it's just like no. He cultivated hemp. Yeah. So also, there's another myth blown out of the window. He, um, you know, didn't smoke weed. Mm. Well, you just broke everyone in Denver, Colorado's heart. Yeah, I can't relate anymore. <laughs> Cody's out. Wait, where'd you go, Cody? Washington, Smashington. When are we going to do Bob Marley? And if you do Bob Marley, you're dead to me. <laughs> so George Washington does not inherit Mount Vernon when his dad dies. No, no, no. It was none other than Washington's half-brother, Larry. Fucking Larry. Larry Washington. Yeah. (laughs) Also, good old days when you could fucking inherit a mountain. Yeah. Also, you could be named Larry and not be uh, a pervert. (laughs) Well, yeah. Simpler times. Yeah. Washington did get some things from his dad, but most of the cool stuff Larry got uh, Washington did get a place called Fairy Farm, which is not, isn't really talked about because it's called Fairy Farm. 
Ooh, I feel like that's a porno studio today. Yeah, he also yeah. inherited 10 human beings, slaves, when he was mm. 11. He was in mm. charge mm. of 10 human mm. beings. Uh, how what many, could go wrong? How many metaphorical miles are in these humans? Did he get some oh prime ones, God. or did he get the, 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 the ones Wait. that are kind of at the, the end of their go? I, are you asking if our first founding father... Got used slaves with high got, mileage. No, not used, because like you know, I prefer to buy a used car after it has ten thousand miles on it. You get all the kinks out. But what I'm saying does it still have a life in it? Is it still a, a puppy? Is it under warranty? Is, it is that puppy? what you're? Tom, I think I you're. Wanna... I think you're missing the point here. <laughs> this eleven year old owns ten human beings. It's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. thing. I'm just asking, what kind of horsepower are we dealing with? <laughs> All right, well, this is the beginning of him as a slave owner. He will eventually collect some more. But again, we're not really going to talk about slaves so much in this episode. Mm. Um, before his dad died, George's dad, he wanted he was going to follow in his older half-brother's footsteps and go to school in England, get some proper education. But now that his dad was gone, George had to drop out of school altogether and look after his mom and younger siblings at Fairy Farm. Okay. She's got to run the farm. And by that, I mean just hang around on the porch and yell at slaves. Farming. Yeah. Hard work. Larry, on the other hand, had just finished up his schooling in England. He was about 12, I think 14 years older than Washington. Um, and, and he inherited uh, Mount Vernon. Um, and he actually renamed Mount Vernon from... It used to be called the Little Hunting Creek. Creative. And he goes to England. He's like, no, this is a Mount Vernon, even though it's located on a small hill next to a river. Sir, who's Vernon? <laughs> I got to ask, what do you guys, I mean, not that we would know, but how do you think the first president being a Larry Washington would go over? Dude, I wish our first president, like, throw some Larrys on her. What we're, never up? Gonna have a, we're never going to have a Larry Washington, uh, uh, any Larry president. That's not going to happen. We'll have very high, high government officials being Larrys, but not the president. Yeah. So, so Larry has an education. He also has a military commission because that we talk about this a lot. If you're rich, you could just become an officer in the army. Um, yeah. And he's working his way in with the Virginia aristocracy. Um, so he's like the star child, right? He gets everything. Sure. Larry went on to marry up and into an even bigger Virginian family, the Fairfaxes. Um, huh. So probably with the encouragement from his mother, Mary, George Washington becomes a frequent guest at Mount Vernon and the Fairfaxes plantation. She's like, go hang out with your half brother and those rich people. You want to, you want to know those guys. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So he's trying to sap out whatever scraps of influence that he was thrown after Larry gets it and his wife's family. So lucky for George, they liked him a lot. And he kind of became like their pet, like poor pet project. Like, oh, look at this chap. He does not have enough money to secure a commission. We must <laughs> oh. figure out what to do with this rowdy boy. Right. Start to go fund me. We're talking about a guy with 11 slaves. Right. And they feel bad for him. This is <laughs> yeah. quite a way to grow up. Perhaps yeah. some perspective could get lost about the integrity of a country. Uh, absolutely. So they're like, how can we lift this boy to a higher station? <laughs> wow. 
And first they were like, all right, boy, you should join the Navy. Become a midshipman. And George was like, fuck yeah, dude. I want to join the Navy. Go sailing, fly around the world on the ocean. I'm going to do it. And verbatim, he's all excited. He goes back to his mom, Mary. Mary's like, no, uh, you're not joining the Navy. That's stupid. And she wrote her brother who was living in England. And he writes back. He's like, no, if he becomes a midshipman, he's going to be treated like a Negro or a dog. Whoa. Okay. So I, 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 I don't know. It's like, does this Fairfax family actually have his best interest in mind? Right, like also to keep keep in mind, if you were a midshipman in the Navy around uh, Washington's age at this time, he's probably around like twelve or so. Oh yeah, yeah. I think two thirds of them died at sea. So our first, our founding father could have never been our founding father if he had joined the English Navy and fucked off. Right, and yeah. we would have had a, a founding Larry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how history works. So George is all bummed out. He's like, God, I want to join Navy. And then he finds his dad's old surveying tools, like land surveying. He's like, fuck it. I don't know. I'll just become a land surveyor. Get into dad's old uh, contracting business. Simpler times. So he becomes a land surveyor, and it's a pretty sweet gig. Um, The annual income for a land surveyor at the time was about 100 pounds a year. And the biggest perk wow. of being a surveyor was that you got the choicest pick of land. You're the one looking out there. You could even lie to your client, be like, "Oh, that one's yeah. great. Oh, it's so good oh. there." There's a there's a garbage dump on the top of this mountain. Stay off of it. I don't know how it got there, but you should buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so and George becomes the land surveyor to the Fairfaxes as well. By 17, he was the official land surveyor of Culpeper County in Virginia. And by 18, he owned thousands of acres in the Shenandoah Valley. Not bad. Hmm. I own no acres. No. Yeah, Sam. An acre would be a blessing. Yes. So he's 18. He's got all these acres. And don't you know it? At some point during one of these shows, somebody is going to get TB. Yeah. Who's getting TB? Who's getting the old consumption? Mary. Daddy? Huh? Daddy's dead. Have Daddy's- you not been paying attention? This Daddy's a dead old boy. No, no, it no. TB? It was our would-be founding father, Larry, that gets oh. TB. Oh, poor Larry. Good old Larry. He tries to shake it. He's got this nasty TB. Oh, maybe I should go to the hot springs, go in the hot tub, hang out there, or try some <laughs> old-timey, wimey medicine. And pretty, someone is like, dude, I don't know, you're fucked. Like, you should just go on vacation to the Caribbean. It's like, yeah, it's great. So he grabs his half-brother, George, and in 1751, him and George head out to Bar- Barbados. Oh, Isn't TB fairly contagious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one thing we will learn about George Washington, he had almost every single type of disease. You can imagine. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, Everything that the government had to offer until that point. <laughs> yeah. Subsidized tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Um, So these two guys, they head out to Barbados, and this was the only time that George actually ever left America when he was 19 years old. Huh. George, 19-year-old boy, he loves it, dude. He especially liked avocados. That was a big thing. He's like, avocado toast. Love that shit. Whoa. What a fucking Zoomer. Yeah. 
So while Larry was all bitching and moaning about his TV or TB stuck <laughs> stuck in the hotel room, he's like, ah, yeah. the porn scramble somewhere else. Yeah, George was out there shaking dicks with the English aristocracy. Remember, Barbados Ooh. is an English territory. Okay, so he's invited to the Beefsteak and Tripe Club. Doesn't that sound fun? No, That's it a- doesn't. That sounds really good. And also, you emphasized English territory. Uh, Virginia was also an English territory. Right. Your money is good here, sir. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to this beef, steak, and tripe club. uh, And the talk of the town was that one of the nobles got away with raping their maids and got off by um, buying off the officials. And George was like, wow, that's sick. (laughs) We're laughing not at the rape. We're rap- laughing at uh, his hot take on that. Yeah. And how easy it is to get off rape in the period. Yeah. So while casually broing down with these rapists and loving tripe and eating avocados, George picks up something else. Smallpox. Dude, oh, the good stuff. Dude got gross face. Lots of... I don't are, know if you... Are we, he's 13 now. That was just acne. <laughs> he needs really some, really bad stuff he needs some treatment now small boxes uh gross pustules little blisters and shit develop all over your body and wow. smallpox hadn't really hit north america the north american colonies as it had in europe and south america oh it was, he's a trendsetter yeah it was a, he was doing it first dude so george was able to recover um, but it left his face with permanent pot marks so if you yeah. look at any pictures of George Washington, he kind of looks like, I don't know, who's that guy? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, no, Danny no, Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is much better. Morgan Freeman yeah. has freckles. Those are not, um. that's just what you have on your face. Yeah, no, he's got like a, he's definitely got Danny Trejo face. Yeah, and it's also interesting that Travis files celebrities by how fucked up their faces are. <laughs> Because Danny Trejo and Morgan Freeman are by shouldn't be in the same folder unless that folder in his mental capacity is actors with fucked up faces. Well, I mean, it's not. It's just about famous examples, Cody. Uh, people, well, hold on. I'll just pox face. I'm gonna Google it. Wow, oh. these people are terrible. Uh, <laughs> Seal has Seal had lupus. I know that. Oh yeah, the Seal face too. So basically, basically, he's getting ki- George is getting kissed by the rose right now. Wow, I love that song. That's a great one. So, but so he re- he recovers. He he picked the scabs a little bit. He's got these permanent pock marks. Um, but this is actually really important. I want you to bank the fact that he had pock marks in your brain holes mm-hmm. because he was infected in Barbados. It meant that, and early, it meant that he had immunity. He had antibodies in his. Shit. Oh, so keep that in mind. So anyway, Larry's like, ah, oh, dude, I'm fucked. I'm dying. I'm going to go to a different <laughs> island. Maybe that'll help. Can you imagine just a dude on a, his deathbed just being like, oh, I'm fucked. I'm dying. Hey, move me over there. I'd much rather die over there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Larry say I'd much rather die. I meant be alive over there. Can you please move me over there, please? Yeah, Larry, Larry gets moved over to a different island. He island hops, and George is like, oh. dude, this has been so much fun, but I got to get home and water the cows. It's been too long since they've got their water. <laughs> so yeah. he heads back to Virginia, 
It was a nice, peaceful trip home where he was seasick the entire time and had all of his valuables stolen. Ooh. But he, he makes it home. All 11 of those people stolen? <laughs> <laughs> George had made some connects in Barbados, and he delivered a message to the royal governor of Virginia, I think one of the best names in this episode, Robert Dinwiddie. Yeah, it's good. You don't see those anymore. Well, Dinwiddie. So little Dinwiddie boy, he's like, yo, I got this message from one of your bros. I don't know. I might have raped like uh, they're made. I don't know. Here's the letter. <laughs> oh, and Washington was able to win over the governor. Now, before we continue, let's talk a little bit about George's physique. All right. Yeah. I mean, how would you describe this boy? Big dicked. From what you've seen, big dick right on the bill. Is that because you wrap yeah. it? That's the length of the. He's got the body of uh, a, a sick a gym s- teacher. Very no, a very sick Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I can see that. Actually. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like most people have this like kind of idea of him, and, and even all the founding fathers of like this old man. With like a wig. Yeah, right? it's one of those like, like mental pictures. Crusty old man. But George yeah. was actually 6'3", which was super tall for the time. Yeah. He was stocky as shit. He had large hands and large feet, so large dick. Cody, you were right. Big dick. And he had beast thighs. Huge really? thighs. Sculpted? Thick thighs. Creamy? Save lives. Save America. Yeah. With your thighs. Make America. Make All America. Right, well, I'm glad that you've been able to, to tell us how big his thighs are. Yeah, so uh, one of the... So Vince Vaughn is 6'5", so I was pretty close. You are close. Course, and also course. Vince Vaughn's forehead must be ridiculously long. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum is 6'4", apparently. I can imagine yeah. that. Yeah, I had no idea. So, so here we are, George Washington, 6'3". Wow, that's big for back then. Absolutely. Everyone was Mijay's. So I used a couple sources for this research, but one of them, uh, a really excellent one called You'll Never Forget the First. It was written <laughs> this year by Alexis Coe. Oh, really clever. great book. Um, she goes on. Obviously, she must have read all of these different biographies. There's tons and tons of George Washington biographies, and most of them are old guys jerking him off. Like, oh, yeah, he fought in a war. Bah, yeah. Oh, he, he did the big good. Right. So, so she, what is this? Who, who, Alexis what? Co. Is she, uh, is she a feminist? I don't know. Why? Are we going to find out? I don't know. She's funny. What does it matter? Yeah. She's funny. Well, no, it's, it's, if it's funny. Oh, only if it's funny. I just, no, I just need to, I want to ask that. Is she going to try okay. to cancel this man? The very thing oh. that I said we wouldn't be doing? No. Well I, well, I read two biographies, and both of them wanted to cancel him. And oh. uh, one of them was written in the 90s by a guy, an oh, old man. Guy. An so, old man who wanted to suck oh. him off and cancel him. Yeah. So she wrote this book, and she refers to these biographers as the thigh men because they just went off about George Washington's thighs. What? It's like, oh, yeah, he's got them big old childbearing thighs because he's a master horse rider. Because the fetus is kept in the quadriceps, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Of course it is. He's a dark meat man. 
Yeah, so this dude just was ripped. He was always on his horse. He was, like, land surveying. He was, like, into, like, cliff hanging and shit. I don't know. Dude's ripped. And the whole thing about him wearing a wig, all those pictures of him later in life, that's all his real hair. He kept his hair the entire time. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's cool because his head looks stupid. And a lot of people <laughs> used to make their heads look stupid with wigs. You know, they'd shave it off or keep it short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Washington. I'll just be stupid on my own. Yeah. Love it. So I've actually, I, I have always wanted to be a balding man. Now, I have great <laughs> genetics. It's you not going to happen. Dude, I think I'm very I... handsome. I'm tall. I'm as tall as Vince Vaughn almost. Very handsome mm -hmm. man. Um, I always wanted to be Bruce Willis handsome, though. Uh, you got to get a lot like shorter. Like rugged bald. I know. I have to get shorter, and I need to lose some here, and, and you know, it's all right. That's a little personal. I'm just opening up for the listeners. If this is the first time you listen to Rose Mortem, I am extremely handsome. Continue, well, Travis. Right. Well, Tom, you're 6'3", right? I'm almost Vince Vaughn size. Oh, you're almost 6'5"? I'm almost, I'm almost taller than Vince Vaughn by a few inches. Almost. <laughs> almost taller. Uh, so he's got these big old fat thighs. He... Uh, I was going to kind of go in this a little bit later, but he's always had problems fitting into clothes because he was so broad, just like a broad boy. Ah, uh, they weren't big and talls back then, motherfucker. Yeah, no, no DXL, dude. No destination extra thick men. Mm. Uh, so he had like trouble fitting in the clothes and he was a premium dancer, which made him a little bit of a ladies man. What do you what? What's he got? I don't know. He's like doing the electric slide. The Mambo number five, the Eiffel sixty nine. Does Mambo number five do have a dance? Yeah, I think it's just counting to five and memorizing some ladies' names. That's the dance, dude. It's the dance of love. I remember owning mm. that CD when I was younger. That's it. Unfortunately, <laughs> we do not have too much hot goss on George's plowing. The big oh. problem he had was that. At this point of his life, at least, he had he had a lot of land, but he didn't have a lot of money. He wasn't cash rich. And okay. no money, no uh, women suitors. Women suitors? Yeah. Okay. Which is funny, because today, if you had land, you have money. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, I'm a little broke. Let me sell a couple acres. Right? Everyone's going to buy that shit up. It's fine. Hmm. So shortly after his Caribbean trip, while on a surveying excursion, this premium built man gets naked and goes and takes a little dip in the river. Dips his Washington Washington arm, third arm and leg <laughs> okay. into the river. Oh, yeah. His penis is called the third arm and leg. Third arm and leg. So while Washington is washing, <laughs> hey. Is he watching a ton? He catches a girl uh, by the name of Mary McDaniel going through and, his... And what, a fishing net? Going, oh, okay. Going through his clothes on the shoreline. Maybe she wanted to see that dick. Maybe he was just about to get laid. I don't know, but You say that as if the dick is left in the pants. In the clothes, yeah. No, but like you gotta come out of the river to get your clothes back. Oh, okay. So she's digging okay. through, stealing it. Yeah, and yeah. also he's broke, so he's like, I don't care. Those clothes barely fit me. <laughs> yeah, so he's in there I got like huge thighs. I don't care for any of my articles of clothing. Yeah, because of his huge thighs, I'm just assuming he'd like 
pushed down in the water and like Dragon Ball Z jumped out of the water and like landed oh. next to her. But like, right. You steal my clothes. <laughs> right. To which she would have been standing in front of a naked George Washington, the size of almost Vince Vaughn. And there he is a glistening pixelated penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as yeah, okay. you are you are destined to have when you Dragon Ball Z jump. Yeah. Yeah, so he's there, he's like, yo, you stealing my clothes? And she he has her arrested and she was sentenced to fifteen lashes. Now wow. I don't know about you, but that's the wrong move, dude. Some lady's trying to steal your clothes to see your dong. Let her steal your clothes. Don't whip her. Don't have the police whip her. You're what they would call a simp. Yeah, I am. A judge would go 15 lashes. I would go, make it 30. You're stupid, honorable. (laughs) Fuck that whore. I wouldn't actually say that. I'm just joking around, guys. I I would be like, is this Beller or Daft Fiend's river water that she had defecated in? All I'm saying is that maybe there's a difference there where you can just kind of be like, oh, hey, hey, bitch. Put my clothes down. Like, don't worry about the lashes. Just handle it yourself. Yeah. Now, it's a little tattletale goes to the police and has her whipped. So, Larry, Larry Washington Mm. eventually shits the bed from his TB. I love that term. Yeah, he shits the bed from his TB. And he makes Washington his executor in his will. And Washington inherits some stuff from him, a few slaves here and there. But he still... Does not get Mount Vernon. God damn it. Yeah. That's what he Who's wants. Got it now. Where'd it go? Or who did it, who, to whom did the mountain go to, if not Bro George? Well, Mount Vernon goes to his widow, his wife, and oh, Fairfax. Okay. okay. So but why, she's a woman. So he can get okay. that. No, no, no. He just, he just has to knock her down and then take the mountain from yeah, her, right, use, Tom? Use those thighs and do a giant wind clap. I think that's something they do in Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, the w- women could actually, um, as we'll see a little later with his with Washington's wife, sh- they could own land and could be pretty so, powerful. So voted away from her, <laughs> right? But Anne Fairfax, oh. she's like a she's a rich bitch. She doesn't even need this land. Her her family owns most of Virginia anyway. So Washington swoops and he's like, hey, uh, could I like rent to buy? Like, could I lease that from you? Wow. Rent a center. Yeah. So he rent a centers Mount Vernon. Uh, he essentially owns it at this point, but he's still paying and Fairfax. Right. Residuals. So another thing that George really wanted that Larry had when he died, you know, it's always like a family rat race to get all the things that I hate the how that person is, dude. Wanted, I really wanted. do. So another thing he really wanted was his military commission. Remember, you have to buy your way into an officer right. role. Great men. Was- Great men. Yeah. Washington had not even waited for Larry to die before attempting to scavenge this commission. While Larry was on his deathbed, he went to Governor Dinwiddie and was like, look, dude, this guy's pretty much dead. Uh, I want to be an officer in the Virginia militia. You should probably give it to me. Wait, that shit transfers like that? It's transferable. Commissions are transferable. Is that what you're telling oh, me? Oh, yeah. When you're done being an officer in the army, you sell it. But is there any restrictions who I can sell it to? Could I sell it to like a fucking four-year-old and just laugh at like... Yeah. And the four-year-old can boss around as grown men. Well, this I mean, is, the four-year-old... I think English policy. Keep this in yeah. mind. 
I know, I know, I know. Well, I mean, I think the four-year-old would probably have to grow into it. I think there was an age bracket for it. But yeah, this four-year-old could be an officer. Until can he's I sell like it to a enough. dog? Can I give it to a dog? I can give things yeah. to dogs, right? Yeah, Colonel Bark. Colonel Bork. <laughs> good, good job. Yeah, so he's like, yo, you want to give me that commission, right? Like, he's going to die. He's going to give wow. it to me. And Din- to me. Dinwiddie, who was already, you know, watching his give him a tuggy, handing him that letter from Barbados. Of course. Of course. Uh, he's like, yeah, uh, no worries. You are now an officer in the Virginia militia. No military experience at all, but you're a major now. No worries. Every little thing is going to be all right. To quote wow. Bob Washington. Bob, Robert, Bobbert, Marlin, Robert. Washington. You could do whatever you want. So this is the beginning of his most historic, one of the most historic military careers in history. We obviously know George Washington. How much of it is real is my question. I'm so excited. Well, yes, we are going to we're going to talk about it. But everyone knows that he beat the British, right? This is all the origins of it. It Yeah, the British were coming and he beat them. Yeah, he beat them hard and they came hard. Well, well, they they actually came first, which is weird. If you think about it, <laughs> you're not used to that, Tom. I usually, well, I come after I beat. If you didn't get the joke, we're not having my girlfriend's looking at me. Just give me the <laughs> no, 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 ignore it. Her yeah, eyes no. are huge. She has these big your girlfriend, eyes. Your so girlfriend, ignore girlfriend. No, your your girlfriend's like, yeah, I know. You come first. Ignore girlfriend. She return yes, to exactly. podcast. She, she's not listening. Travis, Travis just confirmed your what the thing you always say to me is you come first, always first. Continue, Travis. Yeah, we're, <laughs> good thing she's not miked. So she's not miked. Zwick edited her out. So some of her uh, a career. This begun began his career in the military, and it was a career of failing upwards in the yeah, best baby. way possible, and somehow stealing the glory of failing upwards. Okay, failing upwards. It's just so, such so a he wild would take concept. Other people's to me. failures and turn them into gold. All that yeah. glitters is gold. Hello, yeah, he's sir. the first. I, my friend is Guy Fieri, and I have had several heart attacks. These are all wins. George Washington is the first smash vermouth. Okay, I got to ask, is he intentionally failing upwards, or is this some kind of like Mr. Magoo shit? Where this, like, we'll, we'll find out, Co. You oh, can okay. tell me if he's a Mr. Magoo. I'm on the edge of my seat. All right, so at the age of 20, Washington is giving his first mission. Now, it was pretty simple, uh, especially for someone that was a land surveyor, right? He's been out in the wilderness. Yeah. He knows all this shit. Get us Was- coffee. Yeah. Washington was given a signed letter by none other than King George III, and it basically said, yo, Frenchies, get off my lawn. Oh, he was that guy. Yeah. Okay. So Washington and about 300 militiamen were sent up to to meet some English uh, Native American allies in okay. this like territory area. It was the Iroquois. All right, all right. If I may unpack the three hundred men and one letter, I love it when like an insane amount of like manpower is prescribed to such a simple task because it's so monumental. So I just imagine like these three hundred soldiers just walking behind Washington, just all whispering to each other. He still got that letter, right? Yeah, okay, he still got it. Let's keep going. Just every 13 seconds, just 
Uh, that little conversation between betwixt the three hundred of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you think about it. One time, I left my, I, I dropped my credit card in the floor of a Waffle House, and had I had even one it's extra gone. men, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, <laughs> he would have caught it for you. Yeah. So I get it. Yes, it's is it overkill? Of course it is. He still got it. Right. Okay, so good. they're heading off into the wild western frontier, Ohio. Kind of weird to hear now because it's yeah. Ohio. It's like, all right. Um, so they're, they meet up with these Iroquois guys. And you see, the land up there, the English felt that they owned the land. But the French also thought that they owned the land. There was a big conflict going on. It's like, we have, we're fur trappers. The French are fur trappers. They like, really oh, we love are, that shit. We have shown up here. We steal the beavers. We love it. <laughs> And yeah. the English like, I don't, we own everything because we're English. The sun never sets on this bitch. Right. <laughs> I'm imagining like the lankiest English guy putting a cigarette out with his heel as he says that. Like, <laughs> sun don't set on this bitch. Well, Washington basically is an armed diplomat, right? He's got this letter. The, he's not supposed right. to beat up the French. He's supposed to be like, yo, check this out. We own this. Um. <laughs> If the French refused to leave after he'd shown the letter, um, Washington would write was supposed to write back to Dinwiddie, who could figure shit out with the king or whatever. He's a representative of the king and figure out what they're going to do from there. All right, right. It makes more sense that there's 300 fuckers with him now. Right. The French also have a whole bunch of forts up there, too. Yeah. They've like secured the area and the English that. are like, well, you you put your your car on blocks on my front lawn. Get it <laughs> off. What? Why'd you do? Do the French people like? How do they do their forts? Uh it was like the star shape. Some of the forts we're going to be talking about in this episode, you can actually go visit. Still, it's like uh, the mainly timber, but the base is made out of uh, concrete or stone. Baguettes. They're like real forts. The French did it right. Yeah, they did it right. They built them to last. Okay. I don't know a lot about French architecture, but something about how soft and stood up they, they, they uh, seem to be makes me believe that it's not so well done. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's really, really nice sandcastles. It's not priority. You know, it's more like how are we looking right now? What, are, what kind of jackets are we wearing? Are our cigarettes long enough? Do Can I have fringes? Have, do we have seats that are tall enough to cross our legs on? We can get to the foundation of this build later. This build can be uh, on wait. Okay, anyway, I'm oui, sorry to oui. interrupt. Tell me more. We oui, monsieur. So before he could make it up to uh, the French, he met up with the Iroquois, as I mentioned. And their leader was a dude named Tanacharison, also huh. known as the Half King, because he was mixed race. Hey, relate. What was the yeah. other half? Uh, English. That's what you always ask us. <laughs> I have to wait. So you look Chinese, Cody. What's the other no, half? That's not. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you at home, uh, Cody is sneering at us with his Chinese eyes. Yeah, the microphone didn't cut off. Yeah. Just the respect for my two friends just teetered like the last of it, just teetered over the edge, and I'm just like. I'm just like patting my pockets down. I was like, oh, do I have any more fucks to give? No, I don't know. These <laughs> pockets are empty. Wrong, but you could take a fall or two, right? Yeah. <laughs> so George like Washington that. George Washington goes to this uh, Tana Charson. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm George. And Tana Charson's like, I know who you are. 
Like, what? Well, I never met this guy before in my life. You're Conticarius. Huh. He already had a name for this guy. So Conticarius translates roughly to devourer of villages or town destroyer. That's pretty wow. cool. Say it again. Uh, Conticarius. Conticarius. That'd be a cool thing to just, you know, have the sci-fi, like, original channel do a, a very brief miniseries on the devourer of villages. I would like to see, maybe in the year 2025, uh, a documentary about Conticarius yeah. uh, in, in places like Oyster Bay and, and uh, <laughs> Mutton Town, mm. places in uh, Great Neck. Let it happen. Rip yeah. It. So you see, George Washington's grandfather, a guy named John Washington, had massacred the Iroquois bad enough that Oops. he had earned the name Conticarius. And so, the name is inherited, apparently. Yeah. And thick-ass so, thighs. That was AKA thick-ass thighs. Yeah. Well, how they do you just, think he destroyed the They just the see town? a silhouette. Yeah. There's a squat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Iroquois <laughs> just see the silhouette of like the thick-thighed boy on like the ridge of the mountain. And they're just like, oh, this guy again. God damn it. So whatever. They get over it. They head on their mission. Um, one of the Iroquois scouts picks up the tracks of a group of French soldiers because Native Americans that. are that good. Yeah, I love but, how they do that. Yeah, they could just like smell it in the wind. It's like, oh, is that the smell of French butter? You see how it has four toes? That means <laughs> it's, it's French. Uh, dropped a kitchen knife. It's dropped a French kitchen knife on its toes. <laughs> uh so what happens next changed the course of history and would eventually lead to humanity's first world war, not the first All right. world war, but the keep first doing. world war. All right. So early in the morning of May 28th, 1754, Washington and a group of his militia and the Iroquois surrounded a small camp of about 50 Frenchmen. They were all still sleeping. And in cold blood, the militia on Washington's command fired on the camp. Ooh. Uh, yeah, but he's a- never done this before. It's training <laughs> wheels. Training. Yeah. yeah. He's training. He wants to hear the gush of the blood. He wants to get a, a quick V. But at the same time, he's like, I don't want these people to know that I'm a training this. I'm fine with it. He's, he's, getting, he's learning. He's a learning officer. Very learned. Mm-hmm. Stand still, we're gonna murder you. So, on top of it being a complete massacre, the French were never given a chance because it had rained the night before and their gunpowder was damp. You so got, these guys are like, oh no, we must shoot back. And they're like, oh, this is a soggy biscuit. Every time I go camping, I bring a few Ziplocs because you just never know. You yeah. gotta. So, uh, the fact that a whole army couldn't figure that out, I don't really feel so bad for them. 50 men? Come on. I'm like half... A guy, really? Yeah, because I'm because I'm a 2020 man. Mm-hmm. The, the French were holding up their umbrellas, and they're like, "Oh, there's not enough room for all of us and the gunpowder." <laughs> Fuck! Throw the gunpowder in the creek. We left the umbrellas on the ship, and we brought our parasols, which have holes in them. Make sure the poodle does not get wet. I do not want to bring it to the dog salon again. <laughs> Frenchmen, if you have a problem with any of what we're saying, you can find us at 1-800.com slash roastmortem, mm-hmm. uh, to which we will reply uh, uh, instant. Probably with baguette in all if, caps. If, if, we don't, if you don't hear <laughs> yeah. back from us, you did it wrong. So anyway, this massacre lasted 15 minutes. 
And when the gunpowder smoke cleared, 10 Frenchmen were dead and 21 of them were taken prisoner. As the Iroquois warriors scalped the dead and put their heads on spikes, Washington and Tana Charison met up to meet with the leader of the French dudes, a guy named Jumanaville. So what happened to the other, uh, what, 29 Frenchmen? Oh, well, you know, when you're going to massacre people... Uh, you want to make sure squidgy. a lot of people. No, you want to make sure a lot of people get away. <laughs> okay, you know, right? They like wanna- the Boston massacre, in which almost everyone got away. <laughs> you were yeah. so hung up over that, dude. <laughs> I hate that. It's, I hate. It's the like name you were. It. it was. Yeah, it was like it was crammed down your throat in grade school too much, and you're just like, it's not even a massacre now. Right. Right, exactly. We, you know, Boston Massacre. Oh, what a, what a terrible thing. Relooking it up in my mid-twenties, finding out that it was five people, no, six people who died. <laughs> so, oh my tr- God, we don't even call 9-11 a massacre. We call it a, a There's tragedy. inflation. It's, we call, uh, coronavirus, not a massacre. Okay, here we are, upset by terminology. So continue, Travis. I'm sorry. I just hate that's, the Boston Massacre. That's the world we live in. Everyone gets angry at terminology. Yep, that's Numbers. me too. I'm guilty. I'm as smooth as everyone else. So inter- interestingly enough, this guy, Germanavel, was a he was sent on basically the same diplomatic mission that George Washington was. He had his own letter from the French king being like, yo, British settlers, get off this land. This is from France. This is, our, this is French territory. Washington didn't speak French, but Tana Charison did. So Tana Charison acted as their um, translator. A little triglot there. Ooh, slutty. So they're all chatting away, and they're like setting terms or whatever. And all of a sudden, Tana Charison whips out his tomahawk and splits Jumanaville's head in half. He then reaches into his skull, pulls out his brain, and smooshes it in his hands. And exclaims, thou art not dead yet, father. Okay. Father or not, he seems dead. (laughs) Well, little did anyone know, apparently this guy, Jumanaville, had apparently killed and cannibalized Tana Charison's dad. So, unbeknownst to Washington, he's like, oh, we're going to have a little chat. I'm going to show this letter to this guy. And Tana Charison just cleaves his head and smushes how, his brain in his fingers. How, how, this is the second time, like, the native people have, like, this weird, like, ability to sense hereditary. Like, is it obvious that that's the son? Am I missing something? No, 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 no. Uh, Tana Charison knows who Germanavel is. He, oh. he killed his dad. And the son realizes that and because the son, it's yeah, because the same recognizes dude. him. Okay, okay. like it, when Scar—that's like you know when you're watching Lion King. Like obviously Mufasa is gonna know who okay. Scar is. Okay, I thought it was like a, a, a blood feud between the parents that the children somehow knew to like continue, but it's the same yeah. native person. Gotcha. So George is like, he watches this happen. Yeah, and he's like, I just got yeah. these pants <laughs> starched. I have a hard time finding pants. I don't have a lot of money. I got a lot of land. I got, uh, I, you know, I'm in the military. Uh, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, George's is there, his hands on the letter that he's supposed to hand. And he's like, fuck. Ty Conderoga, why did you do that to Jim Jarmish? 
So okay. obviously this happens, and he has to write a report back to Dinwiddie. That, and you're like, oh, how is everything sent? They would send little runners, <laughs> right, like to go. How's it? Yeah, thirteen so, year old boys with no slaves. Yeah, that's who so, they would send. He writes his report about what happens, and he sends it off with this little boy. Uh, and in the report, he spends the first eight paragraphs whining about how he didn't get paid enough for his service. Oh, and then okay. at the very end, one paragraph, he's like, oh, yeah, we killed this guy, Jamonaville, and completely left out the fact that his Iroquois friend cleaved his head open and crushed, smooshed his brains. Those Smoosh. are details. Leave details out. Wh wh mm. Binary stuff. He's dead. He's not dead. Yeah, just complain to your boss about the salary. <laughs> yeah, of course. No. Yeah. That's how you get promoted. Yeah. Washington now is in a world of shit. As I mentioned, uh, you know, you're like 50 troops, and then what, the math doesn't line up. The rest of them ran off into the hills, and they went out into the French territory, and they met up with Jumanaville's brother, who was also commanding troops in the area. And uh, dude's oh. like, oh, wait, they did that to my brother. That's fucked up. We're going to, like, <laughs> kill this guy now. <laughs> wow. So the Iroquois, after this went down, they're like, oh, sorry, George. Uh, we're out. Fuck this. The whole entire <laughs> French army in America is coming after us. So fuck that shit. Uh-huh. Um, Washington holds up at an abandoned fort called Fort Necessity. He sends out a oh. message to Governor Dinwiddie for reinforcements. Dinwiddie approves the reinforcements and sends out a colonel with reinforcements. And this colonel's <laughs> name was Joshua Fry. Unfortunately, he did not make it to Fort Necessity because he fell off his horse and died, Damn thus it. making Washington a de facto colonel. I.e. bare wow. necessities. Nothing. Simple ones. I'm a colonel now. Yeah. That's that's wacky as shit, dude. So Washington's a colonel. He tries to go back to the Iroquois. He's like, hey, we need your fucking help. And he's like, <laughs> dude, trust me, the British. Here's a lie. Another fucking Washington lie. He's like, the British are totally going to defend your land. The French are going to steal it. And they're like, oh, sure, Conticarius. Go devour another town, you idiot. And they're wow. like, no, we're not helping. Okay. Tensions are high. Yeah. Basically, Washington gets surrounded on all sides by the French. Uh, they kill off a third of his troops and force him into submission. Now, here is Washington the liar again. He claims that he lost, that the losses were about equal. French oh, loses yeah, about yeah. equal. I lose about equal. So he's the guy at the bar that's just like, yeah, I lost the fight, but I got some good hits in. Yeah, in reality, he got his ash ass pushed in, mm -hmm. and he suffered one hundred over one hundred casualties, while the French and Indians lost five. <laughs> yeah, that's about five hundred. I mean, like, what's the difference between making five dollars an hour and a hundred dollars an hour? Nothing. Not very little. No, nope. Nope. You might as well be unemployed. Now, surprisingly, this Jamonaville's brother spared him. And forced him to sign a treaty. And in the treaty, it stated that Washington had assassinated Jamonaville. He was like, dude, you killed my brother, you assassinated him. Sign the shit. What? Okay. Washington runs uh, with his tail between his legs back to Virginia. Most of his men desert him on the way back. 
Hmm. News had already spread that he had signed a treaty saying that he had assassinated this French diplomat. Um, and when he gets back to Virginia, he's like, I don't, I didn't know that it said I assassinated that Frenchie. Uh, it was written in French and they must have translated it wrong. I would never was uh, signed that. Oh, George Washington is a rubber stamper, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's like he just puts his signature on anything. He's he's more focused on the on the penmanship. We all know it. Yeah, he's like, dude, if it said I was going to be an assassin, like, no way, dude. I'm totally not an Xbox. Got to fine print it, man. He's the first guy. He's allowed to make mistakes. He's not even the president <laughs> yet. He's still he's going to be out. the worst either way. He's still America's first guy. America's first boy. Hey, America's first guy. He's gonna he's gonna fuck up a few things. How many guys of America have been divorced or forgot or got fired or whatever? You know, like or he's left the, the coffee first mug guy. on the minivan. Right, Leave Tom. Leave him alone. In reality, George Washington got his ass pushed in. Wow. He suffered a one hundred casualties, and the French and Indian forces only lost five casualties. Right. So after his ass was uh, pushed in did they install like a wooden sphincter no you know, like he didn't have teeth? any he didn't have any wooden prestices feces <laughs> He's um, muddled through to make it work i love that Travis. yeah dog uh jabonaville's brother spared him by forcing him to sign a treaty and in that treaty it stated that washington had assassinated jamonaville his brother okay so Washington signs it, and he runs off into the woods with his tail between his legs. Whoa. Most, most of his men deserted him on the way back. But when he returns back to Virginia, he's like, the word had already spread that he had signed this treaty and had assassinated this guy. But he's like, no, dude, I didn't assassinate anyone. Like, And like, how was I supposed to know? Oh, the treaty was in French. He's playing fake news. Fake news card. So if we did not know Washington as the commander of the Continental Army that he would eventually go on to, we all know that. Spoiler alert. George Washington heads up the Americans. Amazing man. Christmas morning. Think about that. Yeah. I I always do. Thanks for reminding me. It was Christmas, Cody. You're welcome. If we did not know that, we would know him as the idiot that started the Seven Years' War. Oh, what? Yeah. He was the guy that started it. That's a long time to be at war for nothing. <laughs> yeah. If you can so th- only describe it for your timeline, then maybe the contents are somewhat arbitrary. You know, when I'm like, I got in a fight with someone verbally for an hour, and then That's, I don't yeah. give any details as to what was happening, then nothing was achieved. Bingus, right? bangus, can I get an amen from the whole crowd? Amen. Hammond. For any of you Americans that are like, what's Seven Years' War? That's the French-Indian War. Wow. Uh, and it was the first real world war um, because it was fought all across the world in all the different colonies that France and England owned. Right. And, uh, and just for some reason, yeah. the naming of this war is very stupid. We got seven years. That's a time. We got French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people are on the same team. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you took that hour shit? Yeah. And, or, or, and I or stood that... up and I saw that French and Indian flush. Oh, yeah. God. 
So that assassination of Jamanaville uh, became what was known as Jamanaville Affair or the Battle of Jamanaville Glen, which again started this war. In France, Washington was seen as a cold-blooded murderer. Ooh. But in the colonies and England, however, Dinwiddie and Washington came up with a little spin plan. What they got. So they took Washington's diary that he wrote every day on his campaign. Dear no. Diary. Wow, I he, saw a Native American. He dug funnied, didn't yeah. he? So they took his little diary, they edited it, and published it. Motherfucker. It quickly, it quickly became the best seller, seller in both the colonies and England as this great tale of an adventure on the frontier of Ohio. Lord. The book, ga- book ends with Washington's gallant last stand at Fort Necessity. Which we now know was more of like, oh, I'll sign whatever you want. I just want to leave yeah. now, please. Last stand. Last stand means you perished at that stand, not that you retired afterwards. You fucking right, right. <laughs> As this propaganda train was going down, Washington was still complaining that he wasn't making enough money. Oh, wow, he wanted royalties. Yeah, he just like lost most. He lost pretty much his entire militia. And he's like, dude, I need more money because uh, I'm a good soldier. Don't you understand that inspiration is not on demand? <laughs> but perhaps you could uh-huh. inspire a militia to kill and rape and take over the way you do see things, the, the way it should be done. Had, had you been compensated initially, financially, perhaps with a small Mount Vernon, Perhaps with a small extra chunk of change. Let's say a hundred mm. pounds extra. Yeah, that that, so, that and Cody's glossary, like instant inspiration, is just money. That's that's the synonym for it. My thesaurus. I'm not upset with you personally, Cody, but I don't want to have a friend with a glossary. I want a that's, friend. That is fair. I want that a friend with fair. a deep wallet. I want a friend with lots of money. That that's could fair. buy glossaries. I'm that- not that guy, but that's fair. Listen, one day you'll be my richest friend. In spirit. In Minecraft. No, just with money. <laughs> so Washington has started this world war, and he wants a promotion. Now, unfortunately, Dinwiddie's like, uh, no can do, buddy. Uh, you're a colonist, and I can't promote oh. you past major. That's just how it works. Mm. And this was really the first... Like, uh, time George starts to question the crown. He's like, wait a minute. Just oh, it, now. Yeah. Now. Ooh. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Travis. Like, because maybe George thought he was always British. Yeah, people thought they were British. Oh, yeah. He because was, we're not there he, yet. He figured he, I mean, he was, a, he thought he was just a British citizen. And there, because he li- he's over here now, there's, a, he crossed the them versus us line without realizing it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Have you guys? Uh, I have a friend in Virginia, and he sure as shit isn't English. <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. He has he has the glories of Bush Gardens, not Blackpool. Oh, I'll take Bush Gardens. I like Virginia. Every time I yeah. visit my friend in Virginia, we have a good time. We get drunk, and not once do we stop for tea time. <laughs> it's too inconvenient. So George is like, "Fuck that," and he retires. But he does not give up on his military career. So the Seven-Year War kicks off, and 
it's obviously kicking off in America. So England sends over this dude named General Edward Braddock, who mm. had been a 30-year veteran, and he was set to lead the British into the Ohio Territory to take it back by force. Their first objective was capturing this place, Fort de Buinsk. Uh, okay. It's, it's Pittsburgh. It's a fort that's in Pittsburgh. Sure. Because so Pittsburgh is easier. Today. Yeah. It was located in the wild wilderness of western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. So uh, the plan from there was to take this one fort in Pittsburgh and then from there go around the Great Lake and Great Lakes and like take all these other French forts. So Washington, who was just chilling back at Mount Vernon, starts writing letters to General Braddock. He's like, oh, dude, I'm the best in the frontier. I know it's like the back of my dick. Uh, there's no bumps there. Yeah, uh, trust me. Back of the dick is actually something everyone, well, every male is kind of unfamiliar with, Travis. Is that you, the back? I feel like the back is the part you see. Really? Yeah. Tom? I feel like the bottom Wait. is underneath. Wait, back and bottom are opposites to you? To me, yeah. Wait, the back of the, the back Wait. of the dick is the underside. Clearly, am I insane? Well, I I I, I could kind of imagine uh, a, a penis like a Volvo. So the back is is not limited to bottom and top. It's just the part closest to your body. Oh my god! Oh, the, the base of the shaft. Yeah, like if it's a tube. The, okay, which in fact it is. So the most the most posterior part of your right, body, right? The front is just the 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 area that well, the, for lack of a better term, the front of it, <laughs> the flavor town, the right. front, and the back is nose, wow. no, no. Uh, I don't know the axes. Let's say two of them. That's they're at the window. It's <laughs> just the part that's at your body. Wow, because that, like, I guess I see my dick as a separate entity of me because the back of it is the one that's facing away from me. Like, oh. this is your front, the part I see and can touch. Well, anyway, then, like, the I, back you know, I got to wrap around. I'm a happy guy. Either way. Yeah, wow. either way, we, George is I'm like, gonna... I, I know my entire dick. I know yeah. every single part of my dick, and that dick is the Ohio Territory. Gotcha, okay. So, like, he's sending off these dick pics to Braddock. He's like, this is what Ohio Territory looks. Isn't it girthy? Isn't it long? You're going to love it. And <laughs> Braddock, eventually, he's like, yeah, I need this guy. He knows the area. He's going to fit perfectly in. So Washington's like, hey, guess what? You know I was like a colonel at Fort Necessity, so you should probably hire me as a colonel. Yeah, girl. And Braddock's like, uh, I mean, you were a major and you're a colonist. You know what? Here we go. I'll make a special exception for you. I'm going to make you a captain, which is one degree above this like military ceiling. Oh, good. So he breaks the ceiling. He becomes a captain, but he's still angry about it. You he's know like, what? I'm not a fucking colonel. He, he is probably the first guy in history, possibly of America, to have slaves and feel oppressed. How do you how do you right? get that? I don't use the privilege term a lot because it gets tossed around like a ninny mm -hmm. uh, on a hot Saturday driveway. But this, come on, that's privilege. How are you mad? <laughs> yeah, that's the privilege. Yeah. That's the privilege. So Braddock, General Braddock, was old school. He fought battles on an open battlefield and in lines. When you think of uh -huh. When you think of the American Civil War and or, or the American uh, Revolution and the American Civil War and like people fighting in lines, that is how Braddock fights. 
Um, he also would construct a road as the army advanced. And mm. this was a slow process, which involved leveling the ground and building bridges over creeks and rivers. But it was necessary. Nece- Braddock thought it was necess- nece- <laughs> a necessity to. Leave that in, Swick. Uh, yeah. All of it. A necessity to bring the artillery pieces. Because you can't really, like, wheel artillery over, like, I don't know. Mud. Oh, yeah, mud and stone. Now, Washington, who was one of Braddock's aides at the time, was like, dude, this is not how you fight in the wilderness. These engines, they're going to see you building this dingus road and ambush you. And they're going to know exactly where you're going because you got a big-ass road. Because you're on a road. Yeah, it makes sense. So there were some small skirmishes of these Indians as they're building the road and they're they're picking off like the they're kind of whittling down the troops a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Washington eventually convinces Braddock. He's like, you have to send out a light division, like a vanguard of like 12,000 or 1200 men ahead of the baggage train, ahead of the rest of the army to go clear the way for the fort. Right. Like to send out sure. these guys and they'll like clear the way. Okay. Braddock agrees. And then Washington Gets the old poopy disease. Dysentery. Yeah. TB and dysentery in the same episode. Travis, you spoil us, my friend. Smallpox. 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 I forgot about the smallest of pox. And perhaps some mild depression. But we haven't covered (laughs) that yet. Well, that's intrinsic, but. I think, well, maybe the three of us have covered that pretty well. (laughs) Yes, we're model examples. We're also depressed. We're also maybe a little happier than the rest of you. How do you scale these things? By by looking at other people's diseases, which we do well here. Yeah, I'm extremely happy I don't have smallpox. That's what yeah. we're here for. Although I think some pop marks on your face, Cody, would add a little character. Yeah. Right? It's like you've been you've been there, you've done Can things. Can I get smallpox from Amazon? How do Cody, I do this? Cody, this is what happens. I'm going to have a child. My child I'm going to bring over to you in Hawaii. I'm going to give him cleats. I'm going to tell you, hold my child upside <laughs> yeah. down. And the child's yeah. going to kick your face until you have character. <laughs> I like that. It won't hurt that long. It's all your character in one quick go. Braddock executes Washington's plan while Washington is recovering from the poopy disorder. As cool. soon as Washi- Washington was r- ready, as soon as he's done blasting his brains out, his asshole full of hemorrhoids at this point, he rides off into battle riding on a pillow. Ooh. <laughs> oh, ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, and I, yeah. I know you misspoke, but I henceforth propose to refer to our subject as Washi. Yeah, Washi. Washi, baby. We Capiche. have to do that for two and a half more episodes. Washi. Let it happen. All right. <laughs> All right. So Washington catches up to Braddock just in time for the big ambush. So 900 enemies descended on this light vanguard guard troop. They had more more men than the enemies did, but it was an ambush. And in an instant, Braddock was shot the fuck up, filled with holes. Ooh. And once again, Washington became the de facto commander. Right. So he gets sick in the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that would have been him. Yeah, we we could have had Larry Washington had the diseases worked out a little differently. <laughs> is what we're learning. Mm-hmm. 
In the confusion, Washington lined his troops up in a semicircle, so they were firing on each other and Ooh. wiped out entire companies of British regulars. That's the guy on our dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, dog. Y'all, I see those guys that they totally look like Indians over there. They've got red coats on. Shoot them. Sh- shoot. <laughs> uh, so there were 900 casualties on the British side and 23 oh. casualties on the French and Indian side. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> 23. I mean, smart were wounded, but 23 deaths on the French and Indian side. Do I dare call uh, one side perhaps got massacred? Yeah, I was going to say, no, Tom, it's too big of a number. It's a quintuple massacre if you oh, do the math. My. Oh, my goodness, Cody, protect me from these labels. Back back then, labeling things as uh, amounts of death, very offensive. If you mislabeled a number of people dying, that was offensive. Washington was once, this is our great general. Washington, again, was once running back to the colonies, this time carting a Swiss cheese version of his commander in a cart behind him uh, who was painfully yelling after every bump in the road. (laughs) Do you see what I have to work with? No, I was just going to say, you know, he's riding into battle on a pillow with hemorrhoids the size of walnuts. Yeah. This is number one man in America. Okay. Absolutely. He's the first American on paper. If you yeah, think about first it. one. Braddock died three days later during the retreat, and Washington buried him in the middle of the road. And just like he, he crashed a cart over it so the Indians and French wouldn't dig him up and desecrate the grave. He's like, I don't know, poor, put that. He's going to pre-desecrate a grave <laughs> to make sure the grave is left undesecrated. Only after he's left, though. Well, also. Yeah. That's not his grave, though. That's just where he died. They're going to move the body, right? No, they left it in the middle of the road, dude. Road, He's like basically a raccoon that got hit by a car. Well, every time... Uh, you know what? Never mind. Mazel tov. <laughs> Somehow, after this terrible defeat, uh, this time massacring his own men <laughs> with friendly fire... Washington returns as the hero of Montegallia. I did which I, where this battle was fought. <laughs> Somehow he's like, I don't know. He he was alive. He's got good PR. That's that's yeah. all. So Washington, now twenty three years old, was a national icon. This is all happening when he's twenty three years old. What did you do when you were twenty three years old? Uh, it's a great question. And that's the answer. Yeah, I yeah, don't really. know. No, it's, it's just a great question. I yeah. was, I wasn't drinking. No, I was drinking. Yeah, I was drinking. That's. Let's just leave the answer there. I was drinking. Yeah. So Washington's twenty three. He's given his own special unit of the Virginia Regiment. The goal of this regiment was to quote train like the Indians. This was a special forest fighter group. Ooh. Um. Like Ewoks. This is guerrilla warfare. Right. So the Native Americans did not really care about fighting like European people. They would just jump out of the bushes and kill you, which is how you should fight. (laughs) Or if there's bushes around. Yes, Travis. (laughs) If you're going to get in a bar fight, hop in the bush. And we wait till someone bush. walks by you and just punch a just random person. Slit their throat. Oh, yeah. What Tom it, said. It's 50 50 that it's going to be a woman. So either way, you don't look. Get good. ready to be canceled. Just yeah. re- get ready to take someone down. 
Right. So Washington's training this like forest fighters, guerrilla warfare troop. He actually employed some Cherokee to help train in their ways. Uh, probably employed more like I'll I'll kill your family if you don't help me. Are you sure it wasn't um, um, ch- Chief Trade Em Up? <laughs> trade wow. Em Up? Yeah, Chief Trade Em Up. You know, I'm just saying he's a traitor. Yeah. Da- oh, that, you didn't get it. So it was hard. C- camo was not invented until like the end of World War One. That blows I mean, my mind. Yeah, you would think it would be obvious, right? You want to be sneaky in the woods, like wear green, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Washington was like, no, nah, this elite regiment of sneaky boys, they're going to wear bright blue. In a was forest. George Washington retarded? <laughs> he sounds retarded. <laughs> yeah, I don't wow. know. Maybe. So that actually led to their names, the Blue Coats. Mm. And this... Blue fashion would eventually inspire the Continental Army, although most of the Continental Army couldn't afford uniforms. Uh, But when they did, they wore blue. Good. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm I'm assuming that you had to buy them from the Army themselves. Yeah, you buy them from old. Yeah, the old Navy. Navy, See what I did there? Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) That would be the old Navy. Yes. Not the new one. No. The chief goal of this special unit was to vend the western border until the English command could organize a new strategy. Hmm. Now, Washington was brutal with his disciplinary action of this um, group. He boasted to another officer, I have a gallow near 40 feet high erected. I am determined to hang two or three deserters as an example on it. Well, the bigger the gallow, the scarier it is. Come on, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Every time I walk past one of those little gallows, I yeah. never think about it twice. I go, what is that, for babies and raccoons? But <laughs> it's like the kiddie pool. I see a big one, a 40-foot high. I go, yeah, I'm joining the army and never deserting. Yeah. Thank and God right for na- guys like Washington who R- really figured right na- me out. Right now, uh, all of us boys, we would get 1,000 lashes, and not in a sexual way, because we're drunk. Well, if you try really hard, Travis, anything is possible. Look, man, I've been pulled over a few times. It's easy to talk yourself out of it. Take an Altoid or two. You're fine. Now, you might say, oh, well, this is old-timey-wimey, right? Like... This couldn't be far, like you know any different than the way the British did things, like the real British, right? Um, oh wow! But this was far beyond the norm. If you cross the line with Washington, and this was just a general character trait, if you cross the line with him, there was no forgiveness. Really, you'd never could make like amends with this. So guy. like, it's a point of no return if you go yeah. past his ultimatum. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've, I I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna. I'm going to bring up a previous episode in which George Washington popped his fucking, uh, his poxy, uh, moon looking face in. Yeah. Which was the Benedict Arnold episode. Now, I won't go into a lot of detail, but he seemed to go pretty light on that guy. Gave a little Benny a pass? Well, okay. Well, he gave Benny's family a pass. And like I said, that's a good episode. That's actually one of the best episodes because I did it. A third (laughs) of our episodes fall in the good category, and those are mine. Well, Um, as we, I don't, I wasn't there for that one. I had my organs outside of my body. Yeah, well, but but, um, you're you're a traitor. As we will see, that hero, 
Benjamin or uh, Benedict Arnold, the hero. Benjamin right. Arnold. This is uh, you actually think he was a hero. Yeah, the hero. Um, he was one of uh, Washington's sons. There were certain people that Washington deemed as sons, right? Got and they could do wrong. I believe. You know, I, I wouldn't know how to reverse this properly, but like, let's say a guy like Brock Turner, he had a father. He was a son. You know, he was like, you know, you could okay. do whatever and just get, uh, you know, <laughs> do a little rape, do a little whatever. It doesn't matter. That's 2016. What? We're trying to be woke to this shit. Uh, got son. So during this training session, Washington gets poopy disease again. Oh. It's more dysentery. You don't wow. get immune from it, I guess. No, you don't get immune from that one. It's like a bad cold, but instead of sneezing out of your face, <laughs> you sneeze out of your anus. Yeah, you don't Sneezy get immune from that. anus. You can get that very quickly if you go to your local, local Panera Bread and go into the dumpster and look for free soup. No one should do that. That sounds like that's from first-hand experience, Travis. Dude, you don't know about that. So anyway, he recovers uh, from this, and he's... Just in time for him to flex his big thigh muscles, and start chatting up the ladies of Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Washington later in his life, as we'll get into, was very good at editing the story of his life. Uh, thanks to diligent historians, he couldn't hide all of it. So now there's been a lot of debate whether this guy fucks or this guy no fucks before he was married. This entire time, you were hiding this from me, Travis. This might be a no-fuckman? He could be a no-fuckman. But then a letter arose that, um, and I'm going to botch this quote, but uh, from a fellow officer that said Whoa. they're plunged. Or he, he thought Washington, he wrote him this. He was like, I bet you're doing this, bro. He said, you're plunged in the midst of delight heaven can afford, and enchanted by charms, even strangers to the Chippeyan Don. And Chippeyan Don means a whore. Chippeyan so, Don. So he pays for fucks. Yeah, so he's nuts deep in a whore. Okay, which was pretty normal back then. Yeah, but which, we always which, kind of... I mean, it should be pretty normal now. Probably right. got a lot of this anger that we've been seeing on the internet recently, yeah. in a way. The I mean, I, rage. I think so, too. I'm just saying that we kind of see Washington as this, like, ultimate Christian American. They're like, of course he didn't fuck before he was married. I see him um, with a, a, as a man with a lot of portraits and perhaps the worst person I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't know how this shit's ending. Well, let me tell you something. He's the first of, of something that I don't like. Well... <laughs> So while Washington was in Williamsburg, he met the widow Martha Custis. Now, Custis was an extremely wealthy, big-titty MILF. Great. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not making that up. She had a huge rack and two kids from a previous marriage. What happened to the father? Uh, dead. 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 Just always God. assumed dead. Thank yeah. God. They were both around the same age. Washington was 26 and she was 27. And Hot. I think out of all the people that we've roasted, I would want to watch five foot Martha Custis get railed by six one Washington with his. It's an thick acrobatics thighs. thing, isn't it? Right? I mean, he'd ruin it's, her. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's like whenever your friend like like rescues a dog and you find out it's like a Rottweiler Chihuahua, and you're just like, oh, I hope that was the easy way. You know what I mean? I, oh, I hope the Chihuahua jumped up there somehow. Well, so it's not a the Chihuahua giving birth. Okay, let's unpack this because Martha is an important woman in American history. Sure. Yeah, she's got giant boobs. Good for yep. her. Good for her. Good for everyone. The do you think now I'm going to pose something a little outside of the roast mortem uh, normality of, of of speculation, but do you think that ladies with giant boobs like Martha can see into the future? I think so. And maybe not. I can see may, into maybe, the future looking into them. Well, I'm talking about subliminally, okay. like, like one of those uh, what what is it called oh. the da- the the dowling rods or whatever it is of oh, the dowsing rods dowsing rods right imagine that like if their boobs worked like that like oh this is going to be a man of great fortune and as the nipples sway ever so smoothly <laughs> oh. between one side of the chest <laughs> to the other they can find a, a future champion perhaps one w- who's had dysentery several times <laughs> or one or, that might be president yes so she's in this. Little hutch bar or whatever, and she's swinging her tits. Wow, look at him. He's tall. He's got legs that are like sacks of wheat. I want to do this guy forever. Yeah. Also, I I am widowed. And back in <laughs> the seventeen fifties, when we're talking about that's a death sentence. Okay, you have to <laughs> get is- married. You have to get married as soon as possible. Tom, that is actually a misconception. Martha was like she owned Tons and tons of slaves, tons and tons of land, and every dude was trying to woo this chick. Shall I reverse what I just said and say, George Washington, enchanted by slaves, not so much boobs. Well, <laughs> well yeah. So I kind of uh, big this up a little bit. Uh, their actual courtship was not that steamy. Washington would actually ride out to Martha's plantation, aptly named the White House, Sound familiar? That oh. 90s website, nowhitehouse.com. Oh, nice. sir. And they would discuss marriage. They were like, hey, we're going to get f- we're gonna marry, right? Come on. Business. But before they could, Washington was once again called back to duty. <laughs> By so dysentery? The British, yeah. <laughs> another bout of dysentery. <laughs> so the British had sent yet another general, uh... To basically do the same thing that Braddock had done it was to attack this fort in Pittsburgh. His name was General John Forbes, and he was going to switch things up by building a road to the fort, not from wherever Braddock had started it. This time, it was going to be from Philly to Pittsburgh, and this road is roughly the modern-day Pennsylvania Turnpike. (laughs) Cool. Washington was fucking pissed. He's like, dude. What the fuck? You're building a road from Philly? Like, you must be in bed with the Pennsylvanians. I want Virginia to have the access road to the West. We can only make one road. This land is basically free, but for some reason, I can't wrap my mind about having one road uh, being being overdone by, let's say, two roads. (laughs) Yeah, Washington also had this obsession that he had the, his entire life. This is like an overarching theme here, that the Potomac River was the key to the colonies going to the West. He thought that it led all the way to the Mississippi, 
if not the island of California. Ah, the island. Yes. Which I believe they have renamed uh, Hawaii Makalaho. <laughs> <laughs> Mahalo. The Potomac River does not go to the Mississippi. Or Hawaii. But somehow, no one had just, like, canoed up this river. <laughs> well, dude, there's no Uber back then. How are you going to no. get back over where you, like, live? <laughs> I don't know. So... Forbes was a bit more hip to this whole forest fighting tactic. He actually allowed his redcoats to dress in Indian garb on their advance, which is kind of cool. As he built the road to Pittsburgh, Forbes was dying of cancer. So once again, Washington was led the vanguard to this fort. Flailing up (laughs) or failing upwards. I get it now. Right. Yes. It's like, beautiful. oh, yeah, let's send this commander over. He's got cancer. Washington, take over. Sure. So there were some skirmishes leading up to this Fort de Busquin, whatever sure. I ever you yeah, pronounce yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Washington suffered most of his losses, again, from friendly fire. He would always mm. be like, oh, I don't know, it was misty the other day, and they just started shooting each other. Yeah. The glaucoma <laughs> acted up real bad. But eventually, Washington brings his vanguard to the fort. Now, Washington wanted to do an early morning surprise assault on the fort. He thought this was the best way to take the fort. Yeah. So his first order, much like the Nazis, kill all of your dogs. So he had all of his men take their poocheroos that had been traveling with them for no. days and days and days no. and slit their throats. No, why do that? For Don't want what? them to bark. Sneak. Just tie, just get them. Just leave them behind. Give one guy, just like, take them back. Give, you know, give, let the scrawny guy walk them back. Yeah, one guy goes to the dog park. Thank you. Right? Fuck no, this. I hate this like, already. Washington's like, no, they all need to die. All these dogs. You sick fuck. <laughs> so they approach the fort, dogless, uh, covered in dog blood, uh, and they Jeez. see flames cresting over the walls of this fort. Oh, my God. They, they rush inside, and nobody was there. That's right. The fort mm. had been set on fire by the French, and they just let them have the fort. Because they knew they were coming, oh. and they reinforced the surrounding forts. False victory. George Washington Pirate style victory. wet pussy shit. Love it. Getting <laughs> fucked before he's asking for it. What a right? whore. Is that a win? Like, you just showed up and, like, took the fort. I don't yeah. even know if that counts as a win. It's a win. Like, I don't know. Cody, I'll try. Look, Cody, can you correct me if I get any of this wrong? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to make an analogy to online gaming. Okay. So it's like when Careful. you go, when you're in a, a, a serving room and at the serving room, <laughs> it, it sends you yeah. to a place where you pick your team and everyone on your team is real, has better stats. And then when you get into the serving room, the Pokemon in the other room, they're yeah. all Geo dudes, but then they right. all leave the server anyway. So now you've got an easy win. Your stats are now the betterest with those guys, and every Geo dude in the world is dead. That was fair. I understand that. Yeah, dude. Imagine that. First, I head- got that barely. Headshot Geo dude. Headshot Geo. It's all a fucking head. I liked Geo dude because he was ripped like me. He was handsome. 
You know, he was a Rock, handsome a neck based, Yeah. So that's what happens. So this pretty much ends uh, Washington's career as a royal service in the royal military, right? Pretty anticlimactic sure. win, right? He just shows up. Yeah. Uh, I, I win. I did it by default. Now, Washington had made a killing. It had made him a rich man serving for his majesty's royal service. Mm. He was now a rich Virginian and was set to return back to Virginia to get some big titty milf action and get even more rich. Why else do you go to Virginia? Right? I don't uh, know. Every but time now I've gone there, it's been fantastic. The thing was her lovers. Washington's on his way back, but there was another woman. It's for lovers. A forbidden woman. Was George two-timing? Was he sharing his six-foot penis? Stick around for next episode. Oh, you cliffhanging bastard! Wow. So so <laughs> we, well, I, I suppose at the end of every episode, you're supposed to have a dead person. Or perhaps a killed person. But instead, we're uh -huh. talking about a lady killer. Yes, Wash we will Good. continue next week and we'll talk about Washington continuing to fail upwards, the American colonies fracture, and go to war with Washington at the helm, fighting against the world's biggest superpower. And of course, we will debunk the old wooden teeth myth, <gasps> and the actual... Uh, source of his teeth is way more disturbing. Something out of a horror movie. Oh, that's and fine. Uh, yeah, and um, don't go thinking I forgot that he owned slaves because we're gonna talk about that too. Wow, really, really, so good, good, good. so twenty twenty of you. Okay, so yeah. a little bit of homework for those of you who are listening to this in live uh, real time. What I need you to do is tweet <laughs> no um, actors that you think would play good George Washingtons, and I'm talking about the neck down. We're really good at getting faces digitally distributed the way we want them to. Uh, Pox and Morgan everything. Freeman. So, yeah, it, it tweeted us. I'm thinking Instagram that Australian. My bit is the Australian guy, what, Hemsworth. Which one? Hemsworth? Yeah. He's There's Australian? The Thor? Thor. Yeah. I thought he was from Florida. <laughs> Dude, Thor is Washington. Thor's Washington. Okay, so everyone, uh, yeah, if anyone's listening, they give a shit. Just tweet a picture of a uh, an actor who you uh, who you either like mm. or dislike, and you think it will play a good Washington from the neck down. Yeah, Aquaman and Whiteface. Right. And with that, Travis, thank you very much for giving me Whoa. incomplete information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you breaking this up because I'm tired. I think we have to start doing more two parters and three parters and stuff because I'm look, dude, I'm getting older. Yeah, no, I just Same. there's just so much shit I want to get into this guy. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate that, like you're not the hustle molesting me with information, <laughs> and that you're you're taking it easy. This is our first date, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. working it in. I'm coochie goo in the butthole. Just My old dick's not going in yet. Oh, thank you so much. I really just need to think about this. Okay, thanks for listening to Ross Morning. Oh yeah, George Washington Part One. Yeah. What an amazing adventure. If you like the show, you better go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Give it, us your it, money. Do I, don't e I don't know what the perks are. I don't care. Just give us the money, okay? Yeah, also go to roastmortem, uh, roastmortemcast.com, and you could <laughs> hang out and, and see our stuff. And you could go shop online and get some fucking Danky Shane dick hats. 
Oh yeah, we got shit. these hats now, yeah. which I, hats. I still like. I personally haven't approved of these, but they're out on the market. So <laughs> yep, check yep. them There's out. There's a penis. They're for sale somehow. <laughs> I my hat to you. I didn't write off on this, but who cares? Because Mike did. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, all that matters. Congratulations, Mike. Thanks for listening, Travis. Thanks for the research, Cody. You did you. I did uh, it. I, I know Mike is going to be on the next episode, and he's going to be clueless. Right. I love that. Be like, well, who's George Washington? It, <laughs> he's he he's at his usual starting block. <laughs> <laughs> All right, night. Bye. Night. Premium Rush. Bless you. Danker.